What to do, baby? How are we doing? Wow, that's a voice that I guarantee a lot of you did not expect to hear. It's a voice I didn't expect to hear either. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode, as always, to Disco Inferno, the podcast. I'm your host, Sam. I'm going to play around with my mic for one second. And I'm your ex co host, current guest star, Logan. I'll give you the rundown as to why he's here in a second. Yeah, don't get your hopes up. I'm not back full sure. time. Still sounding good over here. Yeah. Beautiful. So, Logan is back for an episode. Pretty much what happened was we've been brewing this sort of episode for quite some time now. It's been many months in the making. And it's just one of those episodes where I could do it myself, but it would be very helpful to have someone that hasn't been involved in the process be with me for the episode. So, of course, I got to ask the best former co-host in the game. Facts. And, of course, he's here. So, first off, thank you for coming back. Listen, when you call my number, I'll get in the game. Calling all my lovelies. I mean, it all goes stems back to that. So, Smoking out the <laughs> We've been uh, ripping Silk Sonic, as always. Probably my favorite band of all time. It, they're good and they only have what four songs <laughs> i'm there though so good so we might be a little rusty i mean this is only my second episode back but we're gonna roll with the punches as logan was telling me before the podcast that's right we're gonna roll with it but before i continue i just want to give a shout out to everyone out there doing no shave november or movember as you can see i'm rocking the dirty stash a little bit right now well if you're watching this you can see it I can confirm for those that are just listening, Dirty Stash is in effect uh, for Sam. Not for me personally. I, I actually did. I, I looked at it in the mirror when I shaved over the weekend and I said, I'm not trying to get arrested. So I'll it's pass. good. It, I'm, I'm a big fan, honestly. Actually, an, another big reason as to why I'm doing it is because we are going to a concert on Thursday, which happens to be my favorite country band, hands down. Oh, me too. Not, not even close. We're going to see Midland. And if you've ever seen the Midland boys, what they look like, most of the time they're ripping the dirty stash. They got unreal hair. I mean, their outfits are incredible. Their style is unparalleled. And their concerts are must-see concerts, if I have to say so myself. And I will vouch for that. I have stated before publicly, I am not a concert guy, but Midland, we went to... We went to one. Have I been? I've been to two. You've been to two. Yeah. Okay. I've only been to one. This will be number two. Number one was great. Number two, probably going to be even better. So I went to one and two. This is going to be number three for me. First one, I'll put it this way. My brother, who at the point in time when we went and saw the concert, he was never really that big into country music. He went and saw it and he was like, wow, they were incredible. Yeah. There's this one guy that's in the band, and my brother was saying, if you just look at him, he has this aura around him that just screams rock star. Like, if you look at him, there's nothing else that guy could have ever been except a rock star, and I have to agree. So, Yeah, I actually remember that, because I think that was uh, the first concert you went to. I went down to visit you on the Cape a couple weeks after, and we were talking about... Uh, <laughs> have we mentioned his name? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Whatever. Uh, young brother was uh, telling us about it in the hot tub. Mm. 
you know, hot tubs are good. Hot tub talks are good. I want to do a hot tub podcast, but maybe that's down the road. We should get a hot tub. Yes. We, we were talking about this the other day, how we need a hot tub. Anyways. Yeah. In a sauna, but. I digress. Yep. So we're going to see Midland. Had to grow the dirty stash out for them. Of course, I'm rocking a beautiful bomber jacket that Logan got me for my birthday a couple of years back that represents the Midland boys and kind of represents what this episode is about. That is very accurate. So if you take a look at the jacket, it is like this golden silk bomber jacket. And on the back, it has the name to their second title called Let It Roll. So you might be asking yourself, what on earth does Let It Roll have to do with this episode? Well, how about we just jump right into it and I can tell you what kind of shenanigans I've been up to for the past couple months. We've kind of alluded to it a few times here and there, but we haven't really dove into exactly what I was doing. And I guess you could say this was a big comfort challenge for me, for sure. Oh, this was a monumental comfort challenge. I didn't, I mean, I did start it. I'll explain the whole story as we go, but I did start it as a comfort challenge in terms of learning something new. Mm-hmm. And boy, let me tell you, it was the craziest experience of my entire life. Wildest experience ever, like hands down, bar none. And also the toughest thing I've ever done in my entire life. And what this was, I became a blackjack dealer. Which is bananas. I will tell you right now, I've played blackjack. The dealer is in like practically a lose-lose situation because you're dealing with people who are there throwing money, trying to make money when the odds are saying you're going to lose money and people don't like losing money. So they get upset. The, you know, the dealer has to be on the other side of it. Um, I, I've got a lot of questions, so we'll just get into them throughout the episode and I'll just, you know, I'll save them. That's exactly why I wanted go. Logan in on this episode, because at this point in time, I'm deep in the casino game. Like I know the ins and outs. I'm no longer a rookie. And if you're not a dealer, there's going to be a lot of things that I might be saying. And I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm so used to it. I say it like it's nothing. And you might be sitting there thinking to yourself, what on earth does that even mean? Like it's a it's such a foreign territory. Like even before I even got in there, I knew it was going to be a foreign territory. But once I was like into the the thick of it, it really kind of opened my eyes into how different it is. So I don't know if the listeners caught that, but that was a huge humble brag. I just want to call that out. I didn't even realize that. Sam's an alpha dealer. You know, he's going to be spitting game that you you ain't even get, you ain't even heard of before. Buckle up. We're about to let it roll. Grab those dice. Let's get snake eyes, baby. Let's do boom, it. Boom, boom. I even brought some cards to put on the table just to inspire me a little bit. I didn't have any poker chips nearby. They're down on the cape. We might have some. We might have to bring those out for a little show and tell. Maybe. We'll see. So, I mean, before I even start, do you have any questions off the bat? Because what I was going to do, I was just kind of explain how I even got into the situation. Um, I think it'll be better if I ask questions as we go. As we go. Okay, perfect. So I'll start at the very beginning. And I want to preface this that I got to be kind of careful in terms of what I say and what I don't say. There's a lot of rules in terms of like how casinos operate where they don't really want information being out in public like that. So I'm going to try to keep everything very much as basic as it can be. Like I'm not going to be revealing any sort of big time secrets. Not keep, that they're keep it high level, I, very high level, you know, we're 30,000 feet in the sky looking down right now. Okay. 
So how on earth did I even become a blackjack dealer? Well, we got to rewind back to late 2018. Okay. So I'm still in college at this point in time. And in the area that we went to school, there were rumors that a casino was kind of brewing. I'll even preface this beforehand. I have at this point in time, never had any sort of casino experience as a player. The first time I ever went to a casino was when our school set up this like little field trip type of deal. Not not a field trip, but they sent the seniors out to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut for a night just to go and have some fun. That was the first time I had ever been in a casino. First time I ever played any casino games. And just being there was just such a weird experience. I remember the first time I sat at a blackjack table, how nervous I was. Because at one, I had no idea what I was doing. Two, there's other players there. Three, I mean, there's so much going on the first time you sit at a, like any casino game. It's overwhelming. And then you got the lights, you got the loud noises going left and right, you know? Yeah, no, it's a big production. And uh, I also had not really... The first time I went to a casino was like well into college. And it is very intimidating. Like It is. You definitely... Because... People there know and they're playing for money, right? So like if you sit down next to someone and they're sitting there like actually like a regular trying to make money all the time, which is absurd. We won't get into that. But anyways, you know, you'll sit there and if if, if the dealer says, you know, oh, you know, you should hit on this and you're like, no, I'm going to stay. And then you screw over the guy next to you. They will they will be upset. And that's just for blackjack. If you're playing other games, like there's so many superstitions that I can get into as we keep going on. Yeah. Now, the first time we went, our college roommates, they had casino experience. They like to gamble. They like to have fun doing it. But me and Logan, we're thrown into the deep end. We have no idea what's going on. Rookies. Rookies. Absolute rookies. No one in my family has ever gambled. So my mom hadn't been to a casino up to the the point where I started working. So very much a rookie and then hadn't hit a casino again up until our infamous Bahamas trip. That was a great time. That was also a great time. And the thing about the casino, I never expected to go into the casino industry at all. The reason why I even contemplated doing this was because I was just so intrigued by it. I wanted to learn the games because people seem to get so attached to it and i low-key i wanted it to be a little bit of a flex that i knew how to play casino games so if i were ever to go to a casino i'd be like oh i know how to do that so that's i when i was going to the casino i was like all right this is something that i think i could learn it's kind of interesting if the opportunity ever comes up where i can learn more about it i mean there's a point in time when i was trying to learn perfect blackjack strategy For those that don't know, what that means is there's a certain way to play blackjack that based on computer algorithms, you have the best chances of winning. Right. So like this was before I even contemplated like learning more about the games. I was just trying to increase my skills at blackjack for whenever I go with the boys. He was quietly trying to figure out a way to beat the system so he could go and make money day in and day out. Yes. And I'll get back to beating the system later on. (laughs) But anyway, so there was a casino being built by where our school is at. And I'm going to fast forward a little bit. So now we're after graduation. Okay. It's getting close to the casino opening and I see that they're hiring blackjack dealers. And what in particular they're doing is they're holding a blackjack dealer class. So you don't even have to work for the casino if you don't want to. But if you take this class, you'll learn everything there is to know about blackjack. Okay. So I'm looking at this. I'm like, oh, 
one, I think that would be really interesting to learn how to play blackjack from a dealer's perspective because you'll know literally everything there is to know about the game because the dealers do have to know everything that there is about the game. Mm -hmm. So one, that would be cool. And two, at this point in time, I had just taken a job fresh out of college, a sales job that honestly didn't pay that much unless you were going to get commission. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I could maybe work as a blackjack dealer on the weekends, make some extra cash. There you go. Kill two birds with one stone. We'll see how it goes. But I never intended to work as a blackjack dealer. I just wanted to take the class just to learn how to play blackjack. That was my main focus. Yeah, that's fair. So that was like mid 2019 at that point. I put in my info and they do it in sections. So it's like every 12, 14 weeks, whatever, that they do a class. Timing never worked out at that point. And then bam, March 2020, COVID hits, closes everything. Fast forward again. I never expected to hear anything from the casino ever again. I completely forgot. January 2021, I get an email out of the blue. Someone from this casino hit me up and was like, hey, we're going to open back up again and we need dealers. Would you be interested in taking the class? Actually, they didn't even tell me that they needed dealers. They just, they just said, are you interested in taking the class? We saw that you signed up a while ago. I was like, yeah, I mean, I got nothing to do at this point. I, I was still working at the golf course, so we weren't in season. I was like, sure, you know, this is perfect opportunity for me to try something out. Good time to learn something new. It's in COVID. You got nothing going on. So, why not? Yeah, why not? Exactly. And this was also around the time that me and Logan started the whole comfort challenge thing. And I was like, this is perfect opportunity for a comfort challenge for me. And let me explain why. A couple of reasons. One, learn something that you don't know anything about. That's a comfort mm-hmm. challenge. Two, I am really bad at simple math, like terrible, always have been. Not in the sense that I can't do it, but in the sense that I've always had to like count with my fingers. I don't know why. Just never been good at it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? This if there is an opportunity for me to learn how to not count on my fingers, this is the perfect time. Because, I mean, for those of you that don't know blackjack, you're trying to get to 21, so they're putting the cards down and you're just doing quick math. Like Right. As a dealer, even as a player, you never want to see the ace get put down. Because then all of a sudden, ace is 1 or 11. Correct. And, you know, so you could be like, oh, you know, oh, 6, 4, I'm at 10. I guess that's a bad example because then you'd be at 21, but (laughs) whatever. You get the point. All of a sudden, you've got basically an option on the card, and it's like you're counting two different sets of numbers now, and people are like getting confused, and they're like, oh, I want to hit. No, I want to stay. It's a mess. If you've ever played blackjack and the aces start coming out and then more low cards start coming out, it gets crazy because you're like, all right, this is 313, 616. Now you're at nine. Oh, you got another ace. You're at 10. Oh, now you got 13. 15 you keep going like by this point you can have eight nine cards on the table so and as a dealer your job is to keep track and let everyone know what the cards are and you got to be quick with it because you don't want people will get mad if you're not quick with it so you gotta gotta keep things going but Mm -hmm. i can tell you more about all those little tips and tricks as we go through and i'll tell you a couple stories about stuff like when that happens um so i sign up for the class start the class 
pretty much how the class is set up. There is a pit boss. For those of you that don't know what a pit boss is, that's just kind of a slang term. It's really a floor manager, Mm -hmm. a floor manager in a casino. They're the people in the suits walking around in the pit. What a pit is, that's just one of the areas where there's a bunch of casino games. So you'll might have like a pit with 10 blackjack tables. You'll have a pit with roulette craps tables. That's a pit within the pit. There's really three people that are inside the pit. There is the pit manager. They're in charge of the entire pit because a pit has like a lot of tables. So they're just kind of seeing how the money's looking, whatever. Then you have a couple floor managers. So the floor managers, they're watching the, the dealers and pretty much what happens, people give the dealers money. We have to give the people chips or checks. That's what they're called, poker chips. We give them poker chips. Mm-hmm. If it's over a certain amount, we have to get the okay from the floor manager. So there's usually like two or three floor managers walking around at all times. If we mess up ever, we call the floor manager over. They tell us how to fix the situation. If it's a situation that's really, really crazy, which I did have one of these one time, they call the pit manager over. So it's just like a little tiered system. So we had one of the assistant floor managers teaching the class, which that in and of itself, like I was super nervous at the start. I mean, you see all these movies and all these TV shows about casinos and Mm -hmm. like the people behind the scenes at casinos. And you're like, Oh my goodness. Like, (laughs) I don't want to mess up. They're going to take me to the back and who knows what they're going to do. Yep. (laughs) And I'll follow back on the floor manager later on. But, um, like I was very nervous around the floor manager and it was a very busy class. Like I had at least 20, plus people in my class and that was just in the morning session they also had a night session too which was just as busy well that's actually pretty big i didn't realize that was yeah classes got up there yeah we had a lot of people and um so we started the class the way it was set up we did eight weeks of blackjack learning everything from the ground up and then after that This was optional. You didn't have to do that, but you could do something called novelty games. So novelty games is games like three card poker, ultimate Texas Hold'em, crazy four poker, let it ride, casino war, a lot of side games. We got two weeks to learn that. So I ended up doing both Mm -hmm. and went through the eight weeks of blackjack. The opportunity for novelty games was there. They're like, hey, do you want to do it? I was like, sure, might as well. That was actually kind of hard to I mean, it was hard learning blackjack from the start, but we had a lot of time. If there's one thing I learned from the casino, it's that I think the casino industry should get into the education industry because the way that they taught blackjack was so good that I think I could take that and apply it to anything that I'm learning and I would learn it so much quicker because blackjack, it is kind of a complex game when one, you have to learn how Like you have to learn how to do everything associated with the game. And then you have to also learn everything associated with the casino. So the casino has certain rules that you have to do in reference to the game. What I mean by that is even a simple way in terms of how you hold the poker chips, how you deal the cards, what direction the cards go. Like when you're giving people poker chips, you have to do certain hand movements so that the cameras can see. This kind of goes back to the tiered structure. If you don't know what I mean by the cameras, a casino has cameras everywhere on the casino floor. So the cameras are watching all the movements on all the games to make sure nobody's cheating. Or if someone messes up, what will happen? The pit boss will call up to surveillance. Surveillance will either confirm or deny what's been going on. And we go from there. 
it's like I don't know if you guys have seen. Um, is it in the Oceans movies? I actually haven't seen the Oceans movies. I I need okay. to. <laughs> I think I think in at least one of the Oceans movies, um, it's set in a casino, um, and there's obviously scenes that come up where you've got like the security guys and they're in the back and there's literally just like a wall of TVs with cameras on everything. Like that's, that's legit. I haven't seen the surveillance room, but I'm assuming that's pretty close to that. If not way more advanced now. Yeah. It's like very comprehensive because listen, at the end of the day, the casinos want their money. Yes. And would you say that you think that's part of the reason they're so thorough with their, how they, how they teach? Yes. Because they don't want you to mess up and lose that money. For sure. Because if the dealer messes up, you could have to pay out on a hand that you wouldn't well, have had to, right? Yes. They want to They want to do a couple things with that. They want to make sure that you're not messing up. But the thing is, if you mess up and you let them know, like like if you know that you're messing up and you call the floor manager over, they're totally okay with that. It's when you're messing up and not calling people over that they're kind of like, all right, like you got to figure it out. Like you right. can't be, especially like if you're dealing with people that are, throwing like 200 300 hands you know that racks up over time if you just keep on messing up mm-hmm. especially if you don't even realize that you're doing it so they'll call down to the floor and be like hey like give this guy a reminder whatever but they also do it to make sure that we're not cheating a casino is considered a financial institution which i didn't know beforehand like i had to take a class on money laundering i had to take another class on something else related to banks and stuff like that like it is a considered an actual financial institution so if you're cheating against the casino, you're going to be in big trouble. It's like robbing a bank. I mean, that's essentially what they are. No, they they deal in money. They deal in money. That's what they do. Right? Money coming in, money going out. And let me tell you, they like money. They do like money. I mean, and so the ca- do the people that show up. So you've got uh, conflicts of interest this, going on. This is true. This is true. You know, the casino would not be open if they didn't like money. I'll put it that way. That's true. Um, I forgot where I was at, but I was saying something along the lines of there's a lot that you learn in that eight weeks and being so foreign to it. Like I, I was so overwhelmed at the start. I'm like, how on earth am I going to learn this? Like they give you this big packet that's like 60 pages long with every single thing that you need to know. And I was just like, this is going to be crazy. Like, I, I don't know what to do. And then my instructor was like, do not worry. Like, we're going to make sure you guys are okay. And surprisingly, we were because they broke it down in such a good way that you really understood everything about it. Even like, even though if you weren't the fastest, you still knew everything that was going on. And by the end of it, it all comes down to repetition. You know, they teach us the concepts, then it's just getting after it and doing it as many times as you can. What's that word we kept using over the summer? Automatic. Automatic. That is the goal of being a blackjack dealer. Automatic. I like that word. You want to be as automatic as you can for a couple reasons. One, makes the game run smoothly. Two, you're just more confident. Players can read dealers' confidence. And the players that are trying to beat the casino will go to the dealers that don't look too confident because they know that they're an easy target to mess up and they're not going to catch something because it's very easy sometimes to put an extra chip in the hand, go over there, Act like nothing happened and then look at that. You got 25 extra dollars on your on your table that you didn't have before. And sometimes people don't get caught doing that, you know? It's a bold move. If you get caught doing that, you are going to get tossed from the casino. Yes. So. yes. So, yeah, trying to get automatic. Learned all that. And then 
that was I finished in like April, end of April, early May 2021. Okay. And at the end of the class, you have to pass the class to get your license, which that was all I wanted. I just wanted the license. That's it. Didn't plan on working. Just wanted to take the class, learn. Do you have Do you have a physical copy? I do have a physical copy. Wow, you should put that up in your office. And well, to get the license, you have to do an audition in front of the pit bosses. Oh, I forgot about that. Talk about comfort challenge right there. So at the end of class, they're like, "All right, Sam, it's time for your audition." I'm like, "All right, oh, man." I'm still a little rusty, moving a little slow. There's still so many things. I mean, you got side bets, you got people throwing different amounts of money. You got to make sure the money is like in a certain order. The way that you even deal the money out has to be a certain order. It's overwhelming. So I do the audition. They're like, all right, come over here, go to the corner with them. They're like, all right, how do you think you did? I tell them straight up. I'm like, to be quite honest, definitely it was not my best work at all. I don't think I did terrible, but definitely not as well as I think it could have. Mm-hmm. They're looking at me. There's a slight little pause. And then the pit manager goes, oh, really? We thought you did amazing. Like, you're hired. <laughs> and then I'm just sitting there. I'm like, okay, because I didn't want to get hired. I, I, I didn't even expect to be working at the casino. And then I was just like, I guess I'm on board. I was like, okay, well, looks like we're in it. Let's do it. One step and then a shove. There we are in the door. So there we are. We're in the door. And... It takes a while to get your license. So it took me about two and a half, three months before I got my license. Fast forward, August. Mm -hmm. That is when I officially get my license and I officially got the okay to go work as a blackjack dealer. They're calling me. They're like, Sam, it's time. And I, to be honest, I didn't really keep up with my blackjack skills or my novelty game skills. So I was definitely rusty, but I was like, you know what? If there's a time to do this in my life, it's right now. Let's let's do it. Let's give it a shot. I we were actually at the wedding that we kind of referenced to a couple episodes back when I got the call on everything like that. And I was telling mm-hmm. everyone, they're like, You're joking, like <laughs> Oh yeah. I'm like, it's happening. It's happening. So it's just like it's an interesting thing because I I had been to the casino, but like I had never thought about someone like a like being like, hey, I want to do that. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's a very, it's a very strange, like kind of organization, operation, all that kind of stuff. And it's, I think it's different if you grow up around people who enjoy going, um, which I don't think either of us, you know. My parents literally, I don't think had ever been at a casino, except maybe my dad for staying at a casino for a conference in Vegas, whatever. Right. Yeah. I think my parents had maybe been, you know, could count on one hand probably the number of times they'd been. So, um, pretty similar. And it, it's like Sam said, if you're not accustomed to it, it's very foreign. It's pretty intimidating. And I just, I never would have pictured any of my <laughs> friends working there. And here we are. And, this is all part of me being on my journey to become as interesting as possible. And I have talked to a lot of people since then. And I tell them like, oh, I was working as a blackjack dealer. That probably gets the most eyebrow raises out of anything I've ever done in my life. I mean, it's got it. It's such a unique thing. 
Like I said, I I never heard of anyone doing anything like this. And people are so intrigued by it, and I'm more than happy to tell them my whole experience. Yeah. So we officially have made it to the casino. I get suited up in my nice black outfit. Mm -hmm. I have a picture. You should post it. I got a lot of pictures. I will post it. And um, actually, if you go to a casino, big no-no taking pictures. But I did take a selfie of me. I mean, I, I could take a picture of myself. Like, that's fine. You're saying like people were at the casino? If you're at the casino playing games, do not take a picture. Oh, but well, it's usually no phones at the tables, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. No phones allowed. I mean, if your phone's on the table, we'll we'll tell you like, hey, you can't have your phone out. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, they're strict. Like, yes, the dealers will be like, hey, you know, like you can't do that. We like, cannot. I, you like get up and leave. We or... cannot continue the game until your phone is away. Right. And then you'll upset the other people around. It's a whole mess. Like mm-hmm. that's why if you don't know like the rules, not only do you like Sam was saying, not only do you have to know how to play the game, but even as a player, you have to know the rules of the casino. So the things that happen around the game, you know, don't mess up the game and don't cause a scene and all this stuff. There's like gambling etiquette. Exactly. That's the best way I can put it. But if you ever do go to a casino, this is one thing that I learned. Just ask the people. I mean, everyone that works there, I'll put it this way. I was so surprised how nice everyone was that worked there. And maybe it's because it's, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. It's a tough job. Mm -hmm. It is not easy for many reasons, but I think all of them understand that. So everyone is super nice. And I mean, if you're a rookie, just ask the dealer. If you have any questions, we are more than happy to help you out. You know, once we're automatic, it's the same thing over and over. We get a little bored with it. If you ask us questions, you know, it makes it a little mm-hmm, more fun. Mm-hmm. Or you can ask the floor person. Floor person will help you out. At the end of the day, they we want to make sure that you have such a great experience that you keep coming back. Right. Do we have time for a question? Yes. Start I want, hitting me. I, I want to know more about the other people that, like the, the group of dealers. The group of dealers. All is right. Is it the same people? You know, yep. what is yep. it like, you know, when you're on breaks, you know, is it like a... A small like gang back there like what's the deal this is super interesting actually glad you brought this up because this completely slipped my mind in terms of like this was one of the things i was most shocked about when i first started working so a couple days before i had my official first shift i had kind of orientation so they show you around show you where to go show you everything and there was a person in my orientation who had been a dealer for 10 plus years, but was just moving to this casino. So he was giving me the rundown. But as we were going through the orientation, every two seconds, he would have to stop because a group of dealers would be walking by and be like, yo, what's up, my man? And they know him. And I'm just like, what is going on right now? And then he he like, he knows them too. And I'm like, this is crazy. But then I was talking to him and he was like, you know, the thing about the casino industry is people jump around a lot for a lot of different reasons. You can make more money at a certain casino, um, depending on where you live. So we live in Massachusetts, which is a non-smoking state. A lot of people from other casinos that you could smoke in move to the non-smoking state because it's just oh, healthier. Interesting. And there's a whole bunch of reasons. But I mean, if you want to travel, you can move somewhere else. Like a lot of people go to Florida. A lot of people go to Vegas. It's an industry where you can easily pick up, pack your bags and move around. Mm-hmm. So when you're back there, there's all these groups of people that know each other from bouncing from casino to casino. It's a little, it's almost, I, like I told my mom, I was like, this is kind of like a circus because 
that's people a good are, point. People are jumping from town to town, right. casino to casino, and everybody knows each other. Everyone is super friendly too, which is great. I mean, nice. It's also interesting too because you have such a wide range of people from so many different backgrounds that you would never even expect. <laughs> I was having lunch one day with this one gentleman who was probably 55, 60 years old. I was talking to him and like, we we're just going back and forth. He was asking what I studied in college and everything like that. I was like, so like, did you go to college? Cause a lot of, a lot of these people didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. He's like, Oh, you know, I actually studied, I think he said nuclear engineering. I'm like, Oh my God, bro. What's <laughs> And then he was telling me like all these crazy stories about like crazy jobs that he worked like in engineering. I was like, dude, what? This is crazy. And he's like, yeah, but I, I like this, you know, I make a lot of money. It's good. And then you have people that are fresh out of college like me. Mm-hmm. One thing, if you don't know about casino culture and the guy that I went to orientation with was telling me this mm-hmm. specifically because he is one of these people. It is huge in Asian cultures, casinos in general. He was Asian. He told me straight up. He's like, you are going to learn so much about Asian culture just from being here. Because on like when you're back there, there are a lot of Asian dealers. Mm-hmm. I don't really know the reason why they're so interested in that in Asian culture, but for some reason they are. And there's a lot of games that cater towards Asian people. So like Baccarat, Pai Gao, those are kind of like the two biggest games that cater towards the Asian community. So they need a lot of Asian dealers because a lot of these people come in and don't speak English very well. Oh, that makes sense. And I mean, I heard this through the grapevine, not sure how true it is, but I guess a lot of people in Asian communities work weird hours. So like they'll get out of work at like 3 a.m., be bored, (laughs) want something to do. Nothing's open at 3 a.m. except the casino. So I'm not sure if that's really the true reason why, but anyways, there's a lot of Asian people and it was cool meeting all these people. I mean, I became friends with a lady that grew up in China. I became friends with a lady that grew up in Vietnam. And then, um, one of my buddies there, he, (laughs) this is funny because I'm saying like my buddies and he's like a 45 year old man. (laughs) Um, he, he um he grew up in Chinatown in Boston. Nice. His entire life, you know. I mean, they're coming from all, everywhere. It's awesome. A diverse group of people. A very diverse group <laughs> of people. It's cool because, you know, I met a lot of people from a whole bunch of different backgrounds. I'm not saying it's just Asian people back there, you know, there's people from every sort of background that you can imagine. But um it is a very it's it might depend on what casino you're casino you're at to be honest like what the culture is like but it was a very good experience where i was at everyone was friendly with each other you know there's like a big cafeteria in the back everyone's just hanging around on their breaks chilling yeah i'm not sure if i answered that question at all but no that was good i i was you know because having been to the casino you know if you look around at the dealers you can see it's like a very interesting group of people not in a bad way but it's just like it makes you wonder like how did everyone get there yeah and a decent amount of people actually had family in the industry interesting yes so like at least a handful of people i talked to were like oh my mom worked as yada 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 at a casino my 
cousin, yada, yada, yada. I had a per <laughs> the guy that I went to orientation with, him and his mom worked at the same casino as blackjack dealers. Like while I was there, it was funny because I would go back and he'd just be hanging with his mom. <laughs> the mother, son, tag team dealers. There I, you go. I mean, so many different backgrounds. There's a guy that was working hospitality or not hospitality. He was working for like the membership rewards program at the casino, got bored with it, was like, I'm taking the dealer class because I wanted to try something new out. I was talking to one guy who used to be a police officer. He's like, I hated being a police officer. This is so much better. Um, one of the pit bosses who I was talking to, he was just like, you know, I just needed money fresh out of school and I liked it. Um, so I stuck with it. I there mean, there's go. so many different backgrounds, money in the game. Yeah. There, let me tell you there's a lot of money in the game. That is for sure. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's the diverse group of people. Very good. You want me to tell you about my first day, first week? I would love to hear about it. Oh man. Oh people when i tell you i have never been so nervous in my entire life that is not an exaggeration nothing even close has made me as nervous as the first day that i was on the tables and i wasn't even on a busy shift the first month they let you choose what shifts you want so i was on the daytime shift and of course first week they don't have as many dealers for novelty games so they put me on novelty games at this point you know we only did two weeks of novelty games and I was three months out of it already. So I could not remember what was going on. I was just like, oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> so they put me on at this game called crazy Four poker and man, <laughs> talk about casino regular. We got a casino regular rolling up, sits down. It's got to be like a 65 year old guy already grumpy. Cause he had already been at the casino for God knows how many hours lost. Who knows how much money. <laughs> and I'm, I'm standing there. There's a pit manager around me just making sure like, all right, everything's going okay. But like the entire time, my hands cannot stop shaking. And like, I'm trying to grab the poker chips. My hands keep shaking and he literally, he keeps yelling at me. He's like, stop being so nervous. You got to stop being nervous. And I'm sitting there like, you can't just tell me to not be nervous. Like, this is what I'm thinking <laughs> in my head. I'm like, that's making it so much worse. Just yeah, be quiet. Um, But of course, you know, I'm being very hospitable i'm like oh i apologize so, sir so how does uh like how does the crazy four poker work was he the only one at the table he's the there only other? only okay. one at the table at this point thank thank the lord okay. there's no one else at the table but um i was moving very slow so eventually he picked up left went to a different crazy four table mm -hmm. the next guy i get oh my god talk about back-to-back -back struggle <laughs> next guy i get he's playing with like $500 or something like that. And he keeps losing every single hand and he's blaming it on me. That's one thing that really frustrated me as a dealer. It frustrates all the dealers. Mm -hmm. They blame the dealers for making them lose. We have zero control. They think that we actually like know what cards are coming out and stuff like that. We have no idea. It's a random game. We're pretty much mailmen. You know, we're, <laughs> if you're getting bad news in the mail, it's not our fault. We're just delivering the news to you. Yep. Um, but yeah, this guy just kept on losing and losing. And then he's, he's like, he just keeps on cussing at me. And then like, eventually he reaches a point where he's, he wants to cash out, but he like throws the chips on the table. And I don't know what that means because usually when you're like trying to change your chips for different colors, what that means is like, say if you have five, $5 chips, you can change it for one green $25 chip, but he just throws it on. Usually most of the time you 
push it over in a stack and we know what's going right. on and you say yep. oh like can i change this out like he just throws it on the table i'm just like oh do you want want check change for this he's like what do you think i want i'm just like oh my god guy just i'm a very non-confrontational person and like i'm very much i don't like confrontation i don't like people being mean and i'm just thinking to myself like dude like do you even realize this is my first day which people have no idea right honestly they wouldn't know. on my second or third day like i was dealing and then um one of the pit people came over and was like how's he doing it's his third day because they don't want them to know that we're like fresh out of it because once again we're a target right and they're like oh my god it's your third day like you're doing great <laughs> like we've had way worse dealers than you and i'm just <laughs> like oh thank you thank you yeah but um yeah i mean talk about hot start and then the entire week from there i mean the entire month first month was just failure after failure after failure after failure the first day i was on blackjack so i was on novelties for like two weeks the very first day I was on blackjack, we're opening the tables. It's like, it's a 12 noon shift that I start. And one thing that they don't tell you in class is how slippery the cards actually are. <laughs> because we're using cards that aren't casino cards. So the casino has certain cards just to make sure no one's cheating, whatever. We're just using like normal cards. And you get a new batch of cards every time you come to the table. <laughs> and... I bring out this big stack of cards. There's people waiting because I'm at the cheap table because, you know, when it's the cheap table, when there's a bunch of $50 tables going on, there's going to be people there. Mm -hmm. And so just a question. Yep. How many de like standard decks of cards do they put in one? I can't remember. For Blackjack, we either had six or eight. I can't remember exactly. Okay. Just as a reference point for people who are unaware. We had a big stack. It's yep. a big stack. So I put it on the table automatically cards go everywhere i mean literally everywhere i'm i'm sitting there i'm just like you're gotta be kidding me because not only are they everywhere and i gotta pick them up the people are probably frustrated and i have to reshuffle the cards <laughs> now for those that don't know i mean i know how to shuffle correctly like a dealer and everything like that but we have automatic shufflers to speed up the process and it takes like for a blackjack shuffle at least three to five minutes at least and i have to reshuffle the entire deck i'm like you're kidding me uh talk about big time fail and then i'll tell you about this big time fail same week i was playing a game called ultimate texas hold'em um we had a <laughs> pack table this is the hardest game to learn in the casino in terms of like table games other than craps because craps is a beast in and of itself yeah craps there's a lot going on craps and roulette are both tough we're just talking other table games this is the hardest game and the shuffler comes out so it gives a set of community cards five cards and then everyone else gets two cards i accidentally pick out seven cards out of the shuffler i think what happened is i lifted the cards out there's a sensor in the shuffler that spits out the cards so it knows like how many cards it's supposed to give out so i picked up the five accidentally lifted it off the sensor two more came out bam i have seven i put it out so we go through the entire hand everyone's putting their money down and then at the end i realize i have seven cards huge huge no-no i'm just like oh you're kidding me because what happens here first off everyone has been putting money down and at this table they were putting a decent amount down you know at least there's one guy there that was 
probably playing $600 hands every single hand and i have to call the casino manager over because i'm like there's seven cards and the reason the people are mad is because on every single game there's a progressive side bet where you have the chance to win a really big sum of money like five hundred thousand dollars plus so if you get cards in a certain order you'll win that six hundred thousand plus it's super rare but just the chance of it happening you never know Mm -hmm. but it's based on those five cards for that game so they're like, oh my God, like, how could he do this? You know, this is messing, messing up our progressive, blah, blah, blah. And people were like, like yelling, yelling at me at this point. So I call the floor person over and they're yelling, yelling at the floor person over. And finally they got to bring the big guns in. So they oh bring the boy. pit manager in first time meeting the pit manager. And there's a certain way that he's taught. He told me this after the fact, because he was like going pretty hard at me, but he told me it was for a certain reason. Like he's coming over, kind of squashing this whole deal, making sure everyone's kind of okay, but he's got to lay the hammer down. Like he is like verbally on top of these people. He's like, this is a brand new dealer. We have many other tables. If you don't like that, you can go to another table. Got it. He's like, this is how it's going to be done. If you don't respect that, then you have to leave and we will make you leave. And I'm, you know, I was talking with a little bit of tone, like he's like yelling at these people. And then they're, they finally, they're like, yeah, whatever. Like, because he's, he was telling them, he's like, so the shuffler messed up. They don't usually do this, but you can have your money back on this hand if you want to, or you can play the hand as it is. So if you already know that you're going to win on this hand, you might as well play it. I mean, you're mm-hmm. just waiting on my cards to come out, but um, you don't have to play that hand if you didn't want to, which he's only the only one that's allowed to make that choice. And man, I mean, first week on the job, it's just tough. And then he was telling me after the fact, he's like, Hey, like, I don't want you to take any of that personally. He's like, it's just that for us to de-escalate these situations, we have a set like process that we have to go through. And one of those things is to like, really be hard on these people. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that makes sense because like, again, it's the same thing as if you're like a timid dealer, someone's going to come in like they're. You know, there are people in the casino that play They're They know they're playing for fun and like they're not going to get upset if they lose. But you have like a lot of people who go in there and like they'll tell you when they go in, like, you know, I know I'm probably going to lose. But like they still really, really want to win. Oh, yeah. And they will fight tooth and nail to get any break they can. And so stuff like that, they'll sit there and they'll they'll argue almost to the death. If they can try and get, you know, a a huge payout off of a mistake. And guess what? The casino will go back and forth with you until the right decision was made. Right. They will go through every single process to make sure that everything was ran smoothly. I mean, the casino wants to win, of course, Mm -hmm. but they also want you to win because, I mean, then you keep coming back. Right. I mean, they can't undermine the model, right? If you always lose, then no one will keep coming. Speaking of how rare that side progressive bet is, like, I never imagined I was ever going to see that because the chances are so, like, small. So mm-hmm. small. A week later, someone hit hit uh, someone hit the progressive. I remember you, you told, I think you texted me and you're like, dude, you have no idea. <laughs> it was the crazy, that might be the craziest thing I've ever seen in my entire life and will ever see in my entire life. I need to look up the odds of that happening because it's got to be something absurd. 
it it's like it's like getting a big winner on a scratch ticket like not like a hundred bucks winner off a dollar scratchy we're talking like probably a couple it's a huge pay it happened on the game next to me they were playing let it ride that's the other thing the fact that i was there and saw it as it was happening that was even crazier yep um but so on this game let it ride you're just making a five card poker hand to win this progressive you need a royal flush which is literally impossible i mean i i'm not sure anyone has ever won that in that (laughs) casino up until that point i mean my god it i all of a sudden like there's this guy at the table that just started screaming he's like oh my god oh my god he's going crazy and then we're like what's going on and then they have these little tvs on the side those are where it says what the progressive side bets are Mm -hmm. and then it says major jackpot pending i'm like you are kidding me and here's another thing about the progressive side bet which is another reason why a lot of people play if you play the side bet and someone else wins, you get an envy bonus. So everyone else at the table that played it got like $5,000. Wow. So, um, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, at that point, people were like, what's going on? Everyone sprinted to that table to see what was going on. Cause this is never, you're never going to see that again. Yeah. That's never. Right. And, um, <laughs> right after that happened like this huge like roar of applause in the casino happened i'm not sure if this is like a like respect thing between gamblers or something like that (laughs) but i mean everyone just started clapping it was like this old guy he was so psyched he's like i'm spoiling the grandkids for christmas this is gonna be unreal and um he got the check right there also they take your taxes out right there that's smart because no one's gonna pay them yep (laughs) Yeah, I was asking him, I was like, so like, what do they do? Because nobody knows what happens when something like that happens. So they're right. like, oh, so they bring you to the back. They just, first off, they make sure that you paid your taxes. If you didn't pay your taxes, they'll take that straight out. Really? Yes. Well, a little connection with the IRS. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Um. So they make sure you paid your taxes. Once you get that, then they take the actual taxes out. And then there you go. You got your check. Boom. Crazy. Crazy. I mean, that's just stuff that it's just so, it's so rare to see that. It's nuts. It, it was crazy. But um, yeah, so month in, I'm starting to get used to it now. They were putting me on novelties for a really long time because they didn't have novelty dealers. So at that point in time, they only had me on blackjack for like two days. And I was like, okay, just keep putting me on novelties. This is good. Like, I know the games now. Like, I'm getting comfortable. It's getting easy. But then they put me on blackjack and oh, guess what forgot how to play blackjack back to square one back to square one so got to go through all that the thing with blackjack i mean i knew it enough that i picked it up relatively easy but the thing that's tough with blackjack is going quick with it like mm-hmm. you said yep the addition everything like that because if you crazy. make an error you know you're sitting there if you make an error there's immediate monetary consequences oh, and yeah. and people getting upset so. oh yeah oh yeah actually this is a little insider info in terms of a dealer's perspective and i caught myself doing this once it was not on blackjack but it was on a different game a dealer told me he's like if the table is ever quiet like unusually quiet that means you mess something up where you're paying them more money because if you mess up where you either take their money or something mm-hmm. like that you're not paying them they will let you know yep but if it's eerily quiet that means you messed up somehow <laughs> and this one game that i was doing it was another crazy four day 
I thought the person had a certain payout, which was like $400. So I started breaking out the $400 and I hear everyone just kind of be quiet. And I'm like, all right, so, something's fishy. But then I looked down and then it wasn't like, it was supposed to be a Jack Jack, but it was a Jack seven. Oh, yep. And I was like, oh, that cannot happen. <laughs> so instead of me giving them $400, I took their money. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, I'm trying to think of just anything off the top of my head in terms of like, you have any questions so far? Um, I would say general question. Yep. Was it worth it? I think so. Because for a couple of reasons, I think it was worth it. One, to just to say that I did it. Talking points. Mm-hmm. Such a flex. Low key. Another, another, that was a more, more transparent brag. Yes. Two, I mean, I learned so much about myself, about casinos, about, I mean, the place that I was working at, it was run so smoothly. I mean, it's a billion dollar plus business. They got to be doing a few things right here and there. Mm -hmm. I probably learned more about how to operate a business and then those three months than my entire time at business school. That's interesting. And everything about the casino, this is another thing. Everything in casino, at least that casino, there was thought behind it. Mm -hmm. There was a reason this plant was put here versus there. There is a reason the carpet is this color versus that color. There is a reason this table is here versus right there. There's a reason there's this much ice in the cup versus this much ice in the cup. So they're very detail-oriented. Extremely. And there's reasons behind every single detail. So, I mean, and not only that, just like how they operate, everything like that. Super interesting to see. Like, I mean, the places run so smooth. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure if you go out to Vegas at the high-end places, it's exactly the same. Oh, if yeah. not, it, it might be even better out yeah, there. that's true. Um, so, yeah, I would say it was worth it, but there were a lot of aspects to it that was extremely tough. One, dealing with tough people. Mm-hmm. I mean- when you're working, the best shift to work was the weekend night shift because that was most of the time when people were going out with their friends and just having fun. The worst shift to work, well, I didn't work any day night shifts, but um, the day shifts during the week mm-hmm. were way tougher because of the people that you're dealing with. You're dealing with people that are veteran gamblers, yep. usually trying to beat the casino. And they are just crazy intense. You got the regulars. The regulars, exactly. And the fact of the matter is, like, one pit manager told me, he's like, look, these people have been doing this for 30 years. He's like, you're in a movie. And it's just another day with the same old movie plan that's been playing for the past 30 years. <laughs> you're just a another character with the same story. So don't worry about anything these people say. It's kind of a scary thought, honestly. What? The fact that these, like, just oh, think yeah. about that, you know, like, can you imagine going and doing that for their, like, these people probably don't even know if they're up or down. Oh, no. I think a lot of them do know. I, and they're probably way down. Because, so they have rewards cards. Um, uh, so if you use the rewards cards, it keeps track on if you're up or down. Like, I had one guy ask the pit manager, he's like, hey, am I up or down? Give us, gives him the card. It's a dangerous game. I mean, it is. there's a lot of crazy stories that I could go off of. I mean, I was telling Logan this one. I overheard a person at the blackjack table saying, quote, I'm playing to pay the mortgage this month. 
I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, guy, what are you doing, my man? And the crazy thing is, my entire three months that I was working at the casino, there were not many times that people ended up winning. And he was one of the people that ended up winning. Wow. Crazy. Listen, as a word of caution to the viewers, I would not take that approach. That's just and me. Not, but Not know. even that. So he was playing blackjack and he had... So on blackjack, you have match the dealer and the normal blackjack bet. Match the dealer is a side bet Mm -hmm. where if you get the same number or the same card, then you get a certain payout. He was losing the blackjack original bet, but he was winning big on the side bets. Wow. So he kept losing hands, but winning the side bets. And it was was crazy because he was putting way more money on the side bets too, which... If you thought your odds were bad playing blackjack, your odds are even worse playing, oh, yeah. playing the match. The side bets, just like as a point of reference, are almost always like worse odds, but they have like potential for big payouts. It was crazy. The song, I Can't Get Enough of Your Love by, is it? Uh, Barry White. Barry White came on. He's he's there. He's dancing. He's singing. And then he was. Oh, darling. Oh, I... well, that song, when, every time I it came in the casino, just everyone automatically had so much better vibes everyone started winning that is just the greatest casino song on the planet let me tell you barry white's the man such a great song um but yeah no so so that was crazy um they told me from the start they're like you are gonna see celebrities and i did deal with some celebrities i'm not allowed to say who Mm -hmm. but i did do that um there's a nightclub there too so i mean there were celebrities coming in and out which is Mm -hmm. cool too um (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I could I could go on stories, on stories, on stories, on stories. I mean, it's it all comes back that thing that place has a lot going on. It any casino does. It does know? have a lot going on. I mean, this was um, one of the things that I found kind of interesting from the entire experience too was how focused you are on those tables. You would think with all the craziness going on in a casino that you wouldn't really be able to focus. But I mean, I was locked in the entire shift. If you asked me what was going around in the casino, I could have no idea. There, there were times celebrities were walking by and I was just like, I had no idea if someone even walked by because I'm so focused at the table. You got to understand when you're at, when you are a dealer, you are in charge of your table. There's a lot of money at that table. It is your table. That's how you have to look at it. You got to own the table. You got to own the table. This one dealer was telling me he like, this was pretty early on. He's like, Oh, how's it going? And everything like that. I'm like, you know, it's, it's tough. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, you're, you're going to get better at it. He's like, only thing you got to understand. He's like, you know, people are going to come in. They're going to try to own you. He's like, just lay the hammer down. This is my table. I'm doing this. This is mine. Like, not say it, but that's how you got to think. Like, I'm not letting any of that slide. Like, this is my table. No BS around here. No BS. You that's come right. trying to cause problems, I'll bring the problems to you. <laughs> um, But yeah, uh, I mean, craziness. Craziness all around. Do you think... Um, do you think you got better operating under pressure? Yes. No question. Absolutely no question. I can tell you right now, I know for a fact that I would be so nervous on the tables. I would want nothing to do with it. I still get Um, nervous. So 
by month three, that was the point where I was getting comfortable. Month one, I was nervous every single time, like nervous to the point where like I almost wanted to throw up like oh, this is terrible. Why am I here? Wow. Every every single time. And then like I would go off on my break, come back. Same feeling comes up once you're on the table. You kind of get into it. But that moment before getting onto the table, I mean, you don't know who's going to be at the table. You don't know if it's going to be a good shift or a bad shift. Mm-hmm. Um. God, man, I would get so nervous. I, I remember Sam used to text me on his way over to the casino when he was working, and he'd be like, dude, this is terrible. I'm so nervous right now. <laughs> <laughs> Month two, I started getting a little more comfortable, but I wasn't, I was still nervous for sure. By month three, I would get up there and I'd be like, all right, like, I'm not nervous. I know what's coming. Like, mm-hmm. let's just get to it. Let's do it. Um, but to answer your question, yes, no question. Like, I've been in a few situations since then where I've been nervous. And you still get the same nervous feelings, mm-hmm. but I know how to handle them better. Yeah. No, that's actually, that's that's a good lesson. I mean, if you can find ways to do that for yourself, there's always going to be stuff that comes up that makes you nervous. Because all you know? I think about to myself in these new situations is nothing will even come close to how nervous I was that first yeah, month. That's good. That's perspective. It was, I mean, if you have a fear of anything, I'm not sure if it's just me, but that easily, like I, like I said earlier, hands down the hardest thing in my entire life, not even close. And that's like a big reason why, because of how nervous I was yeah. that entire month, every single time I went out there, it was like pulling teeth to get me like ready to go. Mm-hmm. It was so hard. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. It's it's a it's a tough job. Like, it is it a tough, is tough job. I haven't done it, and I know that. I got. I, I can only imagine. I got to give dealers so much credit because it is so so hard. You're dealing with so many different people, so many personalities. You're in a high stress environment with a whole lot of money, and you got to be operating so efficiently. Mm-hmm. It is crazy. Yep. Um. You want to learn a little bit real quick on some of the secrets in terms of adding and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Give how, me, give me some quick lessons because remember how I said earlier, I was counting on my fingers. I don't have to do that anymore. RIP shout out the casino for teaching me how to not do that. Who said that it's a casino? It is a place of education. It is a place of education. Not only that, I am way better at multiplication because of all the side bets, but you got to think of it from a casino point of view. That's one of the secrets that I learned. They know the tips and tricks. If you yep. struggle at math, go to a casino. They'll teach you how to do it. So it depends on what games you're playing, of course. But let's start with the cards. All it is is patterns. You're not adding. It's just patterns. You just got to memorize 7 plus 3, that's 10. 7 plus 4, that's 11. 7, 7, 7, 21. 6, 7, 8, 21. You just got to memorize that. That's it. Once you see six, seven, eight, you know, that's 21. Interesting. Yep. So, so you're not thinking like this plus this plus this. Correct. You're just saying those cards, this result. Correct. What's five plus six? 11. Don't even do the math. I see five and six. I know that turns out to 11. What's seven plus four? 11. What's six plus three? Nine. I mean, you get it. The, yep. It gets tough once you get to like 13 plus five. Five, six, seven, eight. That's one that I was always bad with. You just got to understand. <clears throat> what about the aces? Aces, I honestly 
I was pretty good with the aces. Okay. I That's had good. trouble with like the eight plus threes, the nine plus fours, like around that area. And then once you get to like 12, 13, 14, 15, all you're looking for is what goes over 21. Right. That's it. Um, and that's for blackjack, but, and I'm going to be honest, like, so I'm doing this in my head right now. I'm, I can't really do it that well, but if I had cards in front of me, like I'd be able to do it like so easily, but for the aces, all you have to do is just say it out loud when you're dealing the cards. So if you have a five and an ace, it's six or 16 Mm -hmm. and you tell the people that six or 16, they get a 10, 16, six plus or six or 16, they get a three, nine or 19. Um, you know, seven and ace, eight or 18, three and an ace, four or 14. Bam. You hit a seven, 21, 14 plus seven is 21. Boom. That's it. You know, I guess when you're doing it all the time, it obviously does help. Yes. And you begin to learn which ones you're not good at. And once you know the ones that you're not good at, you just keep hammering those until you right. got it. They probably probably make some good because you, you're like, oh, I know I don't know this one. Yeah. And then when it comes up, you're like, I know it's this. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know which ones you're not good at. So you just learn those. Right. Um, until you just keep hammering it in until you're like, all right, like I can do that like the back of my head or <laughs> like the back of my hand. Um, and then in terms of like chips. So people are like, all right, so how do you calculate blackjack? Well. Oh yeah, the payouts. Yeah, the this payouts. A, I, I, this would this would be helpful for me. The payouts they they are very tricky at first. Mm-hmm. Still, I mean, depending on who's playing, they're also very tricky. Most of the time, people are playing with the same amounts of money, so you start to see it over and over and over again. But and it also depends on which game you're at. So blackjack, they have three to two payouts versus mm-hmm. six to five payouts. So three to two pays differently than six to five. Yep. Um. So at least for so three to two. You just memorize the main ones. So, you know, 25, 37, 50. Just memorize it. Um, 50, it's going to be 75. Mm-hmm. You just memorize all that stuff. It's easy. Okay. 75, 112, 50. That's it. If you struggle with that, one big thing the casino teaches you to do is to look at it in colors. So each chip that you have at the table is a certain color. So, you know, if you have three chips and they get blackjack, you know, it's going to be three chips plus or no you know it's going to be four green chips plus two red chips plus one pink chip that's another way you can do it and that's actually really good for six to five blackjack so six to five you're getting paid 20 percent more of what your bet is so if you're betting a five it's six dollars if you're betting 15 it's 18 dollars the way you understand that or at least how i do it and a lot of them do it is you look at colors you know that if you have three red chips, you're going to pay them three red chips and three white chips. You know that if they have a green chip on the table, you're going to pay them one green, one red. If they have three green chips on the table, you're going to pay them three green chips. You're going to pay them three red chips. If they have a black on the table, you're going to give them a black and you're going to give them four reds. That's how you do those payouts. And that kind of just translates over to a lot of different things. So like say on these random progressive side bets are like, uh, these other random games like three card poker and whatever you have payouts that are like 15 times 30 times seven times whatever how do you think about those well if they have five dollars on let's say they have actually i'll do something like they have 15 dollars on a side bet and they win 15 times you're not even thinking 
oh, what's the math? You're thinking, how many chips am I going to give them? Mm. You just give them 15 times whatever they have in terms of chips. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. That's it. like they have the stack down. So you're like, all right, I'm just going to make 15 of these stacks. Exactly. Interesting. Yep. Um, and then I, you see it over and over. So you know, like, all right, so you don't want to give them. So 15, that's three red chips. You don't want to give them, if they went 15 times that, you don't want to give them right. 15 times whatever chips. Yep. Um, I mean, 15 times three, I mean, you're giving them 15, 30, 45 chips. <laughs> like, you don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah. But you start to recognize, all right, so five red chips equals one green chip. Right. So on and so forth. Yep. You start yep. to pick that up. Um, so that's how you learn how to do those crazy random payouts. Like on Match the Dealer. Yeah, that's chaos. Because sometimes I'll like, if you ever get like a, a dollar chip, or do they have like chips that end in like 50 cents? They have 250. Okay, that's the 250s. Yeah. Because I don't know, whatever. Uh, sometimes I get 250, like when I get blackjack. Blackjack, yep. Exactly. And what I'll do is I'll be like, I don't want this 250. I'll, I'll either give it as a tip to the dealer. Please tip your dealers. Or I'll put it on match the dealer. Yep. And like if I had a 250 and then all of a sudden, I don't know what the payouts are on those yeah, things. Yeah, but so like, it's chaos. That's, a, that's another thing. So like depending on what you have on match the dealer, you can get four times, eight times, 12 times, 16 times. I guess using the same logic, you're just laying out the number of chips that they need. But That's all you're doing. It's, And you know that, uh, you know that four pink chips is $10. Yeah. Give them two red chips. Or so like, say if it's like something like an easy stack, they have like three red chips and they win a four times match the dealer. One, two, three, four, just stack it up. Don't even think about it. Just give it to them. Well, that's it. Little secrets. There you go. The tricks of the trade, little tricks of the trade. I mean, there's way more tricks of the trade as well, but that's one of the things that people kind of ask me about a lot. Like how on earth do you come up with those calculations? (laughs) Yeah. And it's tough at first, but then yeah. as you keep doing it, like I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head that would always trip me up, but eventually you get to the point where you just right. know it. Well, I think there's a big lesson there because it's one of those things where, like you said, you started a task and you were very unfamiliar and you knew it was stuff that you struggled with, but then you put in the time and now you're very comfortable with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if that doesn't say something about comfort challenges and pushing yourself to learn new things, yeah, it's going to be hard. You got to put yourself through it. But, you know, at the end, you can, it's amazing what you can do if you put the time in and the effort. If you put me on a table right now, I'd be totally fine. Boom, boom. They were trying to get me to take more classes, actually. They wanted me to take a craps class, which is 16 weeks, I think. I mean, that one is a beast. Yeah, craps is a lot. There's a lot on that table. So I don't really have anything off the top of my head right now. Um, if you have any, excuse me, I'm going crazy over here. If you have any other questions, I'm more than happy to answer right now, but no, I think I, I think I got the bulk out of them. And, uh, you know, I think if the listeners have questions, I think they should, they should send them into disco inferno. Yeah. If you have any questions, let me know. And I'll do another episode because I mean, when I say I have stories on stories, I have stories on stories. Stories on things that were good that would, uh, what am I doing? I'm speaking gibberish right now. (laughs) Well, like I said, we're rusty right now, but 
uh, I have stories of good things happening, stories of not so good things happening, stories from other people. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. It is the most interesting industry that I can think of right now. Definitely unique. It is bananas. Mm-hmm. Now, the only reason you might be asking, why did I leave? Well, one, even though it was a good experience and all, like I didn't love doing it. Mm-hmm. I still got nervous doing it, of course. Um, I'm not a people person. Let's be real. Yep. Yep. I get that. You're dealing with a lot of people and it's stressful. It's stressful all the time. Even if you're not nervous, it's still very stressful. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, you know, the stress wasn't worth it for me. Um, The real reason, the hours were crazy brutal. Yeah, that's tough. I was working either 8 p.m. till 4 a.m., 9 p.m. till 5 a.m., sometimes 6 p.m. till or 6 p.m., 10 p.m. till 6 a.m. Those are tough hours. It's tough to adjust to that. It's, I mean, once you get there, I would imagine it, it gets better, but it's tough to live on the opposite side of the time zone than it, everyone else. It's so tough, especially for a person like me. I need complete darkness to sleep. Like, I was struggling. Yeah, not good. But all in all, crazy experience, great experience, something that I'll remember for the rest of my life. I sure hope so. <laughs> and... The entire time I was doing it, you want to know the one thing that I was thinking the entire time, aside from be automatic? Do this for the podcast. Do this for the people. Do it for the podcast. The people need to know about this experience because this is the biggest comfort challenge, even though I didn't even intend for it to. And there you have it, people. He's doing this for you. We're doing this. Yeah. Thank me later. Like, subscribe. Let's go hit the casino. If there's one other thing that I've learned, it's that I will never gamble with my own money because the house always wins. Sometimes you might get lucky. Most of the time you're not. Casinos are in business for a reason, and you're the reason. Boom. With that being said, if you want to go have fun with your friends, do it. If you ever have any questions, just ask the dealers. Have a good time. Look at it as entertainment. Don't think you're going to be coming home with a whole bunch of cash because you're not. If I haven't hammered that in by now, I hope you know that you're not going to win at the casino. Um, If you have any family members that have gambling problems, casinos have tons of resources in terms of getting people help with that stuff. If you don't know, at least in Massachusetts, if you go to a casino and you don't know games, all casinos in Massachusetts has this section called Game Sense, which people think are for gamblers that have problems. It's really not. Their whole thing is to make gambling more fun. So if you don't know how to play a game, just go talk to them. They'll teach you how to play the game. Nice. Um, yeah. They just want to make sure. At the end of the day, casinos just want to make sure you have a great experience all around and you have some fun. A lot of people don't go in with that mindset. They go in with that mindset of, I am going to win big, baby. This is going to change my life. I don't uh, want you to get trapped into that. I want you to go and have fun, but I don't want you putting your life savings on red. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> and tip your dealers. Please tip your dealers. It is such a tough job. Probably the toughest thing I've ever done. Actually, yes, the toughest thing I've ever done. Not even close. Could potentially be the toughest thing I've ever done from here on out in terms of like an actual job. It's a statement. So that's that. There's my story on how I was a casino dealer for three months. Crazy, 
crazy. Never in a million years would I ever thought that I would have done that. But here we are. Here we are. Hopefully, once my life in Hollywood takes off one day, I'll have a role as a dealer or something. You never know. You never know. This wasn't expected. You never you know. You know what's coming. You don't. If you listen to the last episode, which I hope you did, one of my big focuses for this new season is just putting myself in new experiences because you never know what could come of the opportunity. This was exactly one small little thought that I had one day. Thought I'd dabble around, see what it was about, and then look at what happened from it. So there you have it. There you have it. All right. If you have any questions, just hit me up because I I could talk casino all day long. I know a lot of people have a lot of questions because they've been, those that know me, they know that I've been a dealer for quite some time now and they all have so many questions still. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot to ask. There is a lot to a ask. A lot to ask. More than happy to answer. And um, if I answer incorrectly, then go searching for my body. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, that's another thing casinos that you see in the movies it's not how it's run today but there are certain scenes if you have to watch a casino movie go watch casino by martin scorsese because like how a casino operates aside from bringing people to the back and hammering people's hands from what i know (laughs) they don't do that but you never know but everything else in that movie is pretty realistic in terms of like how the dealer operates how the casino operates yada 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 but i go off so that's that. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Logan, thank you for coming on, as always. It was, an, it was a pleasure. Listen, listen to me ramble for who knows how long. <sighs> Hour 17. Good night, people. Time for me to go to bed. Yeah. Adios.